0: with Alicia and we are traveling we are on the road right now from around Lake Erie and so if you hear and it sounds like we're in a car that would be why because we are in a car we're on our way from western New York to Cleveland Ohio and then in another day we're actually going to go home we've been touring the Great Lakes but anyway say hello Alicia Hey. so we I wanted to talk about When we have a feeling that we really know we should let go of, and we can't. That's what I wanted to talk about today. When we have a feeling we really know we should let go of, and we can't. So, my real life example of that is, uh, we've been traveling around the Great Lakes, and We have a plan, and we have a detailed plan about when we need to get places, and I have a lot of anxiety about, oh no, oh no, we're not going to be on time, oh no. And sometimes, it doesn't even matter whether we're on time or not sometimes, but if we're not adhering to the plan, I'm anxious, and it's really messing with me, whereas I could have a more relaxed, breezy feeling and just be like, oh well, you know, we'll get there when we get there. It's, it's fine, because that's, that's the truth. The truth is, it's fine. I don't need to carry that weight because we're gonna figure out how to deal with it if we get to our destination late. So this morning we went on a cruise made of the mist to uh, Niagara Falls. So we went right up to the waterfall in a boat. And um, we wanted to get there right at nine when the first, the first boat trip went. And we, we didn't, we weren't able to, but we wanted to, so that was kind of frustrating for me, and I wasn't thinking, you know, this is going to be great, I'm going to see Niagara Falls, I was just thinking, man, we didn't make it by nine. So, I have anxiety around being on time to things, and I could have just enjoyed myself instead, and not held on to that weight as much. Alicia, what do you have to say? Um, well,
1: I'm if you're if you knew more of the information that I knew since I looked at it more than you did do you think that your anxiety would be as great if you knew that they debarked debarked? Is that the right word? I don't know. Anyway, that they took off um, really regular and that the cruise was really short. Do you think that would have helped your anxiety? I think so.
0: So I didn't know until we got there that they send a boat to Niagara Falls every 15 minutes. And I didn't, I didn't, wasn't aware of that until we got there. So, and that definitely played a role. I think if you know all the information about, like, the consequences of being late to something, then maybe you'll be less anxious about it. I know, and I know that's just something I struggle with. I know a lot of people, like, do not give a shit if they're late to things. Right, But I, I do. I think, oh my God, we're going to be late. Oh no. So what is, do you have a thing that you struggle with in that way, Alicia? Um,
1: I do, and I'll definitely get to that. Um, but I want to tell you that I definitely could have helped with your anxiety because I could have um, told you up front about it. But I think what we're talking about is after that anxiety has already Um, And when you're in the middle of it, how we deal with that. Because I think once your anxiety started, if I tried to uh, disperse that by telling you things, but it didn't matter. Um, And you tried to make me think that you're fine, but I knew that you weren't. And so what we're, I think, trying to talk about today is how we deal with it when anxiety is already there, when we're already in the middle of it. You know, there's a lot of things that we can learn, um, from this trip and how to plan in the future and how I can help you in the future with it not coming upon us at all. But, um, we need, we also need to figure out how to deal with it in the moment.
0: Okay. So the two aspects, I want to call them, uh prevention on the one hand and then management on the other hand so prevention is stopping it or lessening the chance of it happening before it happens that is prevention and then and we could think of that like in a healthcare concept context too right like seeing your doctor and getting tested every year for different ailments is taking preventative measures whereas the other aspect is management and that is, Oh no, this thing's happening. How do I deal with it now? Because I'm in it now. And I could sit and think about, Oh, why did I let myself get in this? Right? But maybe that's not helpful. Although, thinking about how to prevent it next time is good. How do I do it in this moment? How do I stop being anxious right now? And sometimes what I will try to do is (laughs) fake fake it till you make it. Right? You pretend like you're okay. And... Um... I don't know if on any level that works i don't know if it works for me i don't know if anyone's fooled by that i don't know alicia's not fooled by that if i if i fake being okay but that's kind of been my method when i'm anxious is just kind of try to chill out act like everything's okay and just try to get through the situation until it's over That w-
1: i think this has been really short term so it's been It's been fine, but I wonder what would happen if this was really long-term, you know, for you. If you had to hold on to your anxiety and fake it for a really long time, I wonder if that method wouldn't work quite as well, because we don't know what long-term would be like. Hey, let's try it.
0: Okay, so I I think of, like, gosh, I'm trying to think of something long-term that could happen, like... Like, if we were in a situation where we had to be in line for three hours for something, um, that would be anxiety long-term, and I think I would have a panic attack and fall apart.
1: What if we, like, missed a flight, and then our next flight wasn't until several hours from there? Do you think you'd be able to let that go? Okay, so... After you have a new plan?
0: Yes, I think so. So if we're in a situation where we have to sit until... a. space becomes available on a flight that would drive me nuts but if I think okay well our new flight's in three hours let's go to the bar that's I'd be fine but yeah if, if we had a situation where well you're gonna have to it's just like a hold on you're gonna have to just hold on until a flight is available with two seats on it that would just I I just thinking about that makes me upset so <laughs> that that would bother me a lot so I need I need defined things
1: yeah
0: that's what I need I, I need a defined thing. And so, undefined things bother me.
1: (laughs) So, um, I am a little bit different. Um, I think I've experienced... I've had enough experiences in my now 36 years that I realize if things don't go exactly as they're planned, they'll they'll still work out. Um, And maybe that comes from being in foreign places and seeing all of the other people arrive late when I was so afraid to be there late and I see, oh, they're fine. Um, just things like that. I know that things work out. Um, and if, you know, we're so late to something that we had, had to skip it, like we did, we did skip a part of our trip at the beginning. It's fine. Um, and so I struggle more with, um, the emotional aspect, um, holding on to gosh, the attachments that I have and the biggest thing that I can really think about that was the biggest struggle for me is relationships so if I in the last few years I've realized that there were a couple relationships that I've had that were no longer beneficial and it was a situation where I knew I needed to change and I knew that they couldn't be Look at my life, and I can be like, Well, I feel like this is a lot better, but I'm still emotionally tied to this other person, and I still miss them and I still love them and I still want them around, but then I think no, but then there's these other things that I know is not good for it, and I need I need to move on. I know I need to move on, so I'm very emotionally connected to the attachments that I have with people, Um, and so I would just spin out of control emotionally thinking about this person being like, well, I made a mistake, I need to talk to them, I need to change what I'm doing, you know, and then a rational person who I have entrusted with um, the process and what my plans are. They, they speak reasonably to me. They tell me. They remind me of my decision. They remind me of why. And that calms me down in the moment. Um, but the hard thing is, you know, whenever I'm laying in bed at night, I'm alone and that rational person is not right next to me, right? So um, I can't just have them on hand. I, I would have liked to. But what I finally figured out is that After one of those conversations that really helped me, sort of empowered me, and, you know, made me feel like I was making the right decision, and, you know, um, all of those things that I wanted to hold on to, those feelings that made me feel okay about the decisions I was making, I started writing those down. The things that the other people told me, in the moment, I wrote all of those things down. Um. I mean, even down to the specifics. And sometimes I would talk to them later and be like, okay, well, what did you tell me the other night that really helped me? Because what I did is I wrote it all down in the notes in my phone. And when I was struggling, I found myself struggling the next day, the next week. I would pull up my phone because that's always there. And I would read it. And that would calm me down. And it would make me remember why I'm making the decisions that I'm making. And so um, like I said, for me, it's more emotional. Um, and I cannot, I'm not one of those people that you can connect your, your head and your heart and you can just make decisions and yep, this is the right decision. I'm doing it. Um, I sort of have to be convinced and I have to to tell myself why it's better over and over and over again. So, um, yeah, I think we have very different kinds of anxiety, but, um, we're also talking about things that are hard feelings that we have that are hard to let go right so yours is anxiety and mine is like emotional connection so
0: yeah at first glance it might seem like these things are not the same but i think they do come from the same place it is just you're holding on to something that doesn't serve you and you're better off letting it go and you know you're better off letting it go so that could be Anxiety anxiety to the point of not being helpful, right? Like, a certain level of anxiety is probably useful. But it's anxiety beyond that point is something that I want to let go of and I should be able to let go of. And you're talking about more um, attachment to toxic people or attachment to toxic relationships, toxic yeah. situations, right? Things, again something you should should let go of and you know you should let go of it but you don't want to or or you even do want to but you just feel like you can't yeah
1: you feel like you can't and I I'm sorry to interrupt you go ahead um I wonder not that this is a great thing but I think if I had more practice in, in letting people go in that situation I think it would be easier just like I used to Similar anxieties as you do, um, with you know the unknown and being in a new place and not knowing if it was going to work out. Um, but over and over again, seeing what I've seen, it's made me feel a lot more relaxed about it. Um, but honestly, the relationships that I'm referring to, those were probably the first "quote unquote" breakups. You know, just a detachment from another person that I've had, like maybe seriously ever. Um, and so I, <clears throat> you know, I started getting to know that person almost with an understanding of, well, they're going to be in my life forever. Um, because that's, that's sort of what I do in life. But, um, also I I don't see relationships as impermanent as maybe I should so I hold on to that feeling longer Um, and so I I sort of make it harder on myself but I do think that if I had had more practice it would have been easier I would have figured these things out sooner but um, yeah I think that's connected as well.
0: And I think that, uh, we can all think of an example of someone we know and you think, oh my gosh, why is she still with that guy? Or why is he still with that girl? Right. We can all think that. And it's just that same sort of thing. It's just challenging to leave at times. And even they might think they should and they don't.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you think of, However, many domestic violence relationships there are out there. And um, I recently started pursuing working in a domestic violence shelter uh, for women. And so I am actually, it's for actually, men can be there too. But so I'm going to find out a lot more about this and how there are, you know, cycles of. Wanting to leave and then coming back, and then wanting to leave and then coming back, and I, I relate to that because I had those same feelings, you know, with that, <clears throat> with the relationships I tried to distance myself from. Um, but yeah, the domestic violence is definitely a good example of that because they know it's not good to be um, abused. They know that. They don't like it, but that's what they're comfortable with, and it's super scary thinking about. I, so I get
0: it. I haven't read any studies on the subject, but my best guess is a whole lot more women get hit and don't leave ever than do right It's something I've never witnessed in my life so I think of it as something rare, but I don't one, I don't think it's rare. And two, I think what we see of women leaving their husband who beat them up is an anomaly. And they usually, they stay. Do you think that's true?
1: I I mean, I don't know. All I know is what has been reported. And if they don't report, then we don't know. But it's not, there's so many different kinds of abuse out there, though, too. Um,
0: Right, it's very easy to talk about the obvious one of getting punched, right? And then there's other forms of abuse that are maybe harder to see if you're not in the relationship, sort of invisible forms of abuse, but those definitely do exist as well. It's just the really easy to see and easy to talk about one is the physical violence. I took a heavy turn. So, um, what we want to really think about is when we are struggling with these things like anxiety or anything else that we want to put down that we're struggling to put down we got to think about learning how to make ourselves reflect so I like um, what you suggested about writing things down I think that's good and I think maybe before a trip like this I could write down an affirmation that says if we're late to some parts of this that's okay If you're in a really crowded situation, don't worry. That will end. That's okay. Um, What else?
1: Well, even just consciously reflecting on the previous... Even the previous um, situation on this trip, I was really anxious then, and it turned out fine. I'm really anxious now. It's going to turn out fine. I
0: think that's good. I think our reflection is really powerful here. Yeah, it's the same as
1: mine, too. We just
0: got to remind ourselves to reflect because the truth is we don't we often have to make ourselves do it we don't naturally do it most of the time so we have to just re- remind ourselves oh I've been in a situation almost exactly like this and it was fine so this is probably fun
1: have you seen that quote that says your anxiety is lying to you
0: I have I have seen that I love yes that. I love it too I love it too love it Okay, um, so I guess that will do it for today. Thank you for listening. I hope that this sounds okay. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.